Okay, our province's former justice minister, Casey Maju, is now labor minister. He was shuffled out of justice. Now, you remember the story. It was learned that he'd actually called the chief of police, Dale McPhee, in Edmonton about a distracted driving ticket that he'd received. It was alleged he was on his cell phone in a school zone. No, really. He called the chief of police to discuss his his distracted driving ticket. Now, the premier told him to step aside and ordered an investigation. Now, we got the results of that investigation released by the premier late Friday afternoon. Late Friday afternoon is never a good sign in politics. That's when bad news is reported by governments. It's a tradition uh, that goes back to the beginning of politics. Now, the investigation came back, and... With it, Maju gets returned to cabinet. So you might think the investigation cleared him, but that's not the case. We're going to chat with Dr. Lisa Young now. Uh, Dr. Young's joined us before, a political science professor at the University of Calgary. Uh, Lisa, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you joining us. Happy to be here. Yeah, so let's just start with the investigation and what it found, first of all, because through the Premier's statement and the fact that Maju is back in cabinet, you might think he was cleared, but the investigation did not at all clear him. No. Um, so the, the the conclusions to this inquiry, um, the uh, retired judge who, who uh, undertook the inquiry asked three questions. Did the minister interfere with the administration of justice? And she concluded he did not. But then the next question is, did he attempt to interfere with the administration of justice? And he did. Um, and then her final question was, is there a reasonable perception that he interfered with the administration of justice? And her answer there is yes. So this is a pretty damning indictment of, of the minister's conduct. Um, the only reason he didn't interfere with the administration of justice was that he was not successful yeah. in doing so. And in the Premier's statement, he mentioned that um, he was found to not have interfered with the administration of justice. He was found that there could reasonably be be a perception that he attempted to interfere. But Jason Kenney completely omitted the fact that the report clearly said he did try to interfere with the administration of justice. Exactly. I mean, what what the premier said was not untrue, but it left out an important element of the uh, the, the findings of this inquiry. So then, the movement he takes Maju out of justice, saying he's not. It's not reasonable for him to to continue on as minister of justice in light of this finding. But he moves him into a new portfolio. It's not like he kept him out of cabinet altogether. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who think once you've done something like this, it doesn't really matter the portfolio. Sure, justice is that much worse because it's justice. But regardless, that kind of error in judgment or crossing that line means you shouldn't be in cabinet at all. Absolutely. And and I think judgment is the key word here. Um, you know, the way that our government is structured Ministers of the Crown, so cabinet ministers, um, have a great deal of discretion to make decisions on all sorts of things. Legislation sets them up to have that kind of discretion. And so the, the key qualification for being in cabinet is judgment. We, we want people in cabinet whose judgment we can trust on a whole range of issues. And so you know, I I cannot think of an example of of someone having been found to have erred in their judgment in this way, and then just being shuffled off to another portfolio rather than removed from cabinet. So the question, Doc, is why? And I think the smart money says, well, because he's really the only UCP MLA from Edmonton, and they want the Edmonton representation. It's not like he's a stellar cabinet minister, is it? 
I think, yeah, I, I don't think that it's uh, because of that. I, I think that Edmonton is a critical variable here, the only, uh, you know, uh, um, MLA from Edmonton. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the fact that he is, is black and, and certainly the premier wants to demonstrate uh, an admirable commitment to diversity in the composition sure. of his cabinet. Um, and, and so that makes it difficult to take Madhu out. And, and finally, you know, everything is about the internal politics of the UCP in Alberta. And Madhu is a loyalist, a loyalist to Kenny. And so you you don't punish your loyalists um, in the two months before the leadership review. Now, the new Minister of Justice raising some more eyebrows. It's Tyler Shandro, who used to be Minister of Health, and we learned last week, thanks to a CBC report, is currently under review by the Law Society of Alberta for some of his actions. He's now the new Minister of Justice. So once again, people are saying, really? How, how can this be? You can't make this stuff up. It's crazy. This is a really, again, a really unusual move. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's worth reminding listeners that the role of Minister of Justice and Solicitor General is a special one. Um, and, and normally, it's it's not a, a written-in-stone rule, but the norm in Canada is that the person who's in that role has to be a lawyer. And so... It, what we see here is that the premier has a very limited number of people in his caucus who are also lawyers. And we saw the dilemma that he had, you know, even when he asked Madhu to step back um, and he brought Sonia Savage in, she's a lawyer, so she can do this. We've got Doug Schweitzer who, you know, had spent some time as minister of justice, but there's not a lot of, of uh, people in the cabinet or in the caucus that the premier can draw on for that very specialized role. So you can see how he was backed into a bit of a corner there. But even having said that, to to put someone who has a disciplinary hearing coming up from the Law Society in that very special role um, is, again, very unusual. Yeah, and I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe this uh, investigation by the Law Society will come back and say he's done nothing wrong, and hey, no no harm, no foul, we'll carry on, and he's perfectly qualified. But with that hanging over his head, it seems like an odd move at this time. Absolutely. You know, I, I think there would have been a lot to, to be said for leaving Minister Savage in the role. It would have been a lot. You know, she's got a, yeah. a very heavy portfolio already. But leaving her there until uh, the, the Law Society had held this hearing and, and uh, ruled would have been, I think, um, more appropriate. Yeah, and it would have avoided a lot of this controversy. Um, Dr. Young, thank you so much for your time, as always. Appreciate you joining us. My pleasure. That's Dr. Lisa Young, a political scientist um, from the University of Calgary, joining us to sort of walk us through the late night cabinet. Well, not late night. It was late afternoon Friday cabinet shuffle that was announced. And as I say, that's, uh, you know, that's a telltale sign that what's about to be announced is not something the government uh, is happy about. And uh, they're trying to hope that it just goes away over the course of the weekend. Um, but yeah, interesting, right? We had one justice minister that had to be removed for... Um, attempting to interfere with the administration of justice, according to the official investigation into the incident, um, can no longer be Minister of Justice, according to the Premier, doesn't think he's qualified for that, uh, in light of the investigation. So he moves him out, and who does he move in? Tyler Shandro, who is currently under investigation by the Law Society of Alberta for some of his actions. Um, 
So, interesting. Interesting stuff. Of course, we it's all done with the light of uh, leadership review coming up a month from now. And 